3: And welcome to What Up, delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. And I should say a very, very disappointed
4: Guy Drinkle, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but, Carl, how are you? Not too bad, Guy. How about yourself? Except a disappointment, inevitably. I'm all right. I'm all right. Football's back. Have you been watching the Premier League? Oh, I think I've seen every game except for Norwich and Southampton. Um, you, you missed the one with, the, with goals. <laughs> yeah, missed the three goals, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's been good to have football back, some, some good matches, some not-so-good matches, but football's football. Absolutely, I've, I've never been more excited for Sheffield
3: United than Aston Villa. Oh, uh, God, it was still funny. Uh, but anyway, Liverpool play tonight, if you're wondering, why well. we're not talking about it, and that's when we're recording this. Um, so yeah, obviously we'll get on to games now, Um so, so there was a few events. <laughs> there was a couple leaks. You can say that again. <laughs> there was a couple <laughs> leaks, literally seconds after we finished last week's podcast, which is always great. Um, but we'll get onto that when we get into a year. But there's a couple bits of news before we
4: get into the game of events. Carl, do you want to take us through the first story? Yeah. So our first story: Cyberpunk 2077 delayed again. Sad face. Cedar Product Red has announced via the game's official Twitter page that the game has been delayed once more. The game will now launch on November 17th, having previously been set to release on September 17th. Quote, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished both content and gameplay-wise. The quests, the cutscenes, the skills and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there, end quote. Quote, but with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics and fix a lot of bugs. Ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it, end quote. The game is still set to be presented in the Night City Wire event on the 25th of this month. Did you see this coming, guy? I personally didn't. I'm a bit surprised by this. Um, probably not, because it's been put
3: back a couple of times already, hasn't it? Was it just the want?
4: It no, it was put back um, from originally, obviously, from April to September, which obviously yes. was a significant five month yeah, yeah. delay. But I really thought, I know kind of they're a big studio and working from home can be difficult. And there's been a lot of talk about how that's impacting games and having them delayed. But, you know, City Products came out of their way to say that the game was still on track and that working from home was going well for the studio and... You know, so I had all confidence that this game was going to come in September. So, you know, as as one of the games I'm most looking forward to, I suppose you could say it is the game I'm most looking forward to now that The Last of Us 2 has already come out. It's disappointing that we're going to have to wait an extra two months. But at the same time, there's always plenty to play. And, you know, if this is going to give us the best version of this game, then I suppose take, take the two months if you need them
3: yeah that's the thing that's the thing but also helps us gamers doesn't it because next gen now we don't have to experience probably one of the best games of a generation on a lesser console that's probably albeit it's annoying that we have to wait an extra couple months getting to play it on xbox series x and ps5 it kind of takes that question mark out of it, it doesn't it
4: yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, I've kind of find found that with games lately, you know, kind of the more recent releases that we know that they're going to play better. Like even though they're they're PS4 and Xbox One titles, we know they're going to play better on next gen. You know, for for example, even now I'm playing The Last of Us Part Two at the moment, and it's an awesome game. You know, I'm sure we'll maybe talk a little bit about that at the end, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have it on the back of my head. I'm like, God, if I just waited, like, five months and picked up a PS5, this game's going to play... It's going to look better on PS5. It's going to have faster load times. Although, I have to say, there's, there's not really... I haven't noticed much of a, a load time in the game so far, which is a, a testament. But, you know, we, we definitely do find that with some games. We talked about it last time I was talking about... um. Playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey again, and how there's really, really annoyingly long load times for that game when you fast travel and when you're yeah. initially booting up the game. And I'm that.
3: playing Destiny 2 and it it it's unplayable.
4: <laughs> it's unplayable. Well, I don't know why. I, you know, maybe it's just a subconscious thing because we know that faster load times are coming. Um, mm. But whatever it is, it is the more on my mind lately, and and so. There is going to be that thought with any game that comes out between now and then or that's already come out earlier this year that they're likely to get patches when the new consoles launch and they're going to play better. So, you know, as you said, if if Cyberpunk comes out at the same time as the consoles or in and around it's obviously going to be still going to be a ps4 and a, an xbox one title but it's going to play a lot better so project red mm-hmm. have, have confirmed that that it's going to play better on the new console so people will have that option then to straight away get the new console get the game and play it in the best way it can possibly be experienced so that is certainly a positive i'd, I'd agree with you 100 percent there
3: yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you though i can't i cannot wait for this game um uh, there was a it proven to be fake, but there was a rumor the PS Five was going to come out on November twentieth, which is probably the window, regardless of the, the uh, the BS rumor. But uh, November nineteenth, it should be right in the middle of
4: both console launches. You'd imagine, so yeah, yeah, it's a good time. I mean, it, despite being a PS Four and Xbox One title natively, it's it's going to be almost George as a launch title for both, and you know, it it might be. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it's better than any of the actual launch titles oh, for either gee, console. Hundred oh, percent. So, I mean, it, it could it could be the most popular title to be purchased with these consoles, which is kind of funny considering it's its native platform. Um It's gone from but, it's gone number one. Like that's the first game I'm playing on Series X. Hundred <laughs> like, percent. Quite possibly for yeah. if I do get the Playstation Five at launch, that will also be the first game I'll play on it. Mm-hmm. So um i mean that that that's just said their product red that's the the pull they they bring with you know with their success with with witcher three that you just can't deny that i mean for me and you uh, i as far as i'm aware it still stands that witcher 3 mm. is the best game of this generation oh and, god die, yeah uh, Cyberpunk is probably one of the the contenders that could possibly knock it off that spot um but you know we'll probably be then judging is cyberpunk a game for both generations could potentially in a weird way end up being the best game on on both generations true, um true. It's, it's it's very in, it's an interesting way to look at things um it's a very unique launch situation but i I don't think you know I, I think if another game was delayed you know from past gen right into the new gen it could possibly suffer because be overshadowed by all these new gen titles but i i think cyberpunk will 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 give a lot more than it gets you know from these other titles and i think it'll do just fine despite the the delay thing is the knock-on effect of that now coming out
3: in november rather than september is i might actually have to buy the cosplay avengers game
4: yeah that was the first thing you said after after this delay was announced that this could be a boost to Avengers and with kind of the own the big big title of that month kind of moving out of its way, which now makes Avengers the big title and it, it kind of makes Avengers the last hurrah of this generation. And I know Avengers is confirmed. Uh, to, to play better on the next gen consoles as well as it would have to launching that and also as a game as I, a service type i don't care you know it, it wants to have a, a longevity i that game i'm so split on obviously you know just just to as you brought it up I, you know on the one hand i'm a massive superhero fan a massive marvel fan and I, you know I, I respect crystal dynamics as a developer you know, in all ways, you think this would be one of my most hyped games this year. But just something about every time I've seen this game just doesn't mm. sit well with me. And at the same time, I don't think there's room for another one of these type of games. Destiny, ha, you know, D- Destiny is king. The Division comes in in second place. And I think that's all there really is. And, you know, and I know Marvel, mm. you know, kind of Avengers, very different to those kind of games. But it's still the same type of game. And we've seen... Games like Anthem come out and, and suffer mm. for it. I I just don't think there's there's room for Avengers, but this will definitely help. I I think Cyberpunk getting out of the way will definitely help mm. um, Avengers, and it'll do better than it would have had Cyberpunk announced release the same month.
3: Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think you make a good point about that. I mean, Destiny is king. Um, it's just easy picking it back up, even probably about a year without playing it. So, as I said, I've been playing number two. Division's good, but I don't think it's as good as Destiny, Even even, as you mentioned, Anthem, eh, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it was nowhere near what it should have been. Uh, Ghost Recon's kind of similar-ish. The first one was alright, the second yeah, one was Yeah, definitely.
4: Uh, and that's another game that's suffered mm. for... You know, I, I think that game has its own problems as well, not to forgive yeah, yeah. it for yeah. that. But, nonetheless, it's just like, I think there's only room for two kind of two dogs in that yard Mm -hmm. and and every other one who tries to enter just gets chased off and and that's just because they got in there first, really. Plus, not to knock, you know, Destiny is an amazing game, both of them and, you know, the Division solid. I'm not knocking the game saying they were just lucky they got out first in any sense, but Mm -hmm. I think getting out first was massive. And thing is, there's a lot uh, of pressure on
3: it as well because, is it the second Marvel game after Spider-Man? Well, discounting nintendo
4: ones that i can't remember the name of but you mean in, in terms of like under this kind under of new di- initiative. And all that jazz, yeah. yeah um yeah i think the well uh, we've had spider-man we've had ultimate alliance That's 3 right. which was on switch yeah. and obviously um iron man vr is coming out i believe is it next month i think um, so they're obviously there, and then so it'll be the fourth kind of notable title I'm, I know there's been some mobile games and such but we don't get into them um so but I mean obviously in in terms of scale it's it's probably the the next big, big, mm. big title you know after spider man so
3: spider man it wasn't perfection, but it's the best spider man game ever, probably fair to say. And what? What did yeah. it, I think we both give it eight out of ten, didn't we? We just pretty much said sort the
4: side quest stuff, and it'll be ten. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly it's 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 definitely arguably the best. Well, I mean, it is critically, it's the best Spider-Man mm. game. You know, in terms of kind it's of spending just the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the original um, movie tie-in, you know, with the, the Toby Maguire Spider-Man yeah, tie-in yeah, yeah. was was an excellent game as well. So, um, But I think this is obviously better, you know, all things considered. Mm. But there is quite a lot. I mean, we've seen <clears throat> Disney with
3: Star Wars. I mean, obviously it's different because EA has the whole license, but the pressure that Disney must be under, I think, well, EA have pretty much buggered all our Star Wars games apart from Jedi Fallen Order so far. So do they want the same spotlight criticism? With the second big title of the Marvel games, so there's quite a bit of pressure on the uh, on Crystal Dynamic to make something at least fun. But I mean, as soon as we saw it, we kind of went, "Oh God, potato people!" So, yeah. so it's not the best first impression. But as we said, I think I'll probably pick it up now, just because there's not, well, there won't be out else till the next console comes up, maybe Fever and shit like that. But my mate will probably get that for us.
4: I mean, obviously I'm going to play it as the Marvel fanboy that I am, but as I said, I do have my reservations on this one. Mm. Um, And I'm hoping maybe we'll see more of it later in the summer, perhaps, that'll kind of blow us away and kind of get rid of any doubts people have on this game, but I just don't believe in their ability Mm. to do so, unfortunately.
3: Well, it was a PlayStation stage, wasn't it? So maybe they show it
4: their next event, but
3: that should be that should more be about PS5. You think so? Yeah, I, I think that's
4: <laughs> going to be a, a PS5 event. But that doesn't mean they're going to have some smaller state of plays focusing on PS4. True. In fact, I'd say they probably will. The kind of final months of PS4 is the mainland console, and and that could well be one such title that we we see that that would make a lot of sense. But I do, you know, regardless of, you know, we'll see how Avengers is at the end of the day. But even if it is the first kind of miss for this kind of new Marvel Studios initiative, I do prefer this approach to the Star Wars approach of having all games from the same publisher. And I do hope when the deal with EA ends that that's what they move to. And I mean, Mm. one story, actually, I kind of left it off because... You know, feel we somewhat missed the boat on it, but was obviously the the news that um, Warner Brothers Studios are are up for sale. Their development studios are apparently up for sale. You know, Rocksteady, notably above all. Um, And there's talk that you know a a deal with any potential I I think Activision, Blizzard, and EA and Take Two, uh, Take Two are all interested parties. And there's talk that that could come initially, while it doesn't include the licenses for Batman and Harry Potter and the like, you know they're they're interested in maybe it coming along with a kind of a a periodical license to develop games. And I'm not a fan of that aspect. While you know, obviously, if Warner Brothers isn't going to put enough into these studios, especially Rocksteady, I want them to find a new home where they can, mm. you know, and with Rocksteady preferably to be given creative freedom you know rather than being forced to focus on superhero games because i i'd mm. like to see what else they can do it'd be I'd interesting rather... to see
3: if they if you could rather than do a package deal because it was in the billions they were talking about for the whole thing wasn't it but yeah. we we've said why aren't microsoft in this but like proper in-the-sky stuff, but say if Microsoft just wanted to get Rocksteady or something, it'd be cool if they could work out a separate day like that. It's obviously not going to happen, but that would be a preferable situation.
4: Well, I mean, if, if Microsoft offered enough money for Rocksteady, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure yeah, we'd be willing to come to the table. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, you know, whatever, I hope those studios find a good home, but as far as the publishing rights for you know kind of uh, DC and and Harry Potter go I'd like Warner Brothers to take a similar approach to what we've seen with Marvel and just kind of mm-hmm. let let developers and publishers pitch them projects and kind of pick pick the ones that they they want to put their backing behind because I think that is the best approach when it comes to licenses I think when one publisher has all the licenses you know we that's when Echo we go jail. back to the old days of the shovelware that we experienced in the ps1 and ps2 Mm. eras largely so i mean time will i suppose time will tell really on kind of the the future marvel games avengers in particular and indeed um obviously go off on a tangent there but warner brothers as well Mm. but i do think cyberpunk moving is going to benefit the avengers how much so we'll see in september (laughs)
3: Yes, and we've got 15 minutes out of one new story, so our promises of this not going too long might be, might be BS. Especially now that we'll move on to the next new story, and don't worry, Carl, I've got this one. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, leaked. Oh my God, Carl, it's a new Crash Bandicoot game, and it looks like time travelly dimension madness, and I need it, I need it. <laughs> But it's coming out in October when most likely the new consoles are coming out. And it's going to get lost in the Cyberpunk shuffle. But I will eventually play this game and it will be amazing.
4: Well, I mean, you were the first person I thought of when I seen this leak on, on Twitter. And I, I, t- I sent it to our WhatsApp group and tagged you. I mean, I think October 9th isn't a bad window because that's a month ahead of the new console. So, you know, this is a Crash Bandicoot game. It's not going to be terribly long. You know, you you could probably easily get it played and and finished before the new consoles it's, it's and true. cyberpunk come out in it's November. True. So, I, th- I think it could be a nice little um ap- appetizer for you, and it might might even keep you away from Avengers ultimately if you know you're That's you're true. getting crash well, a couple of weeks later. If I've got a couple of weeks
3: of Avengers, maybe I, maybe I'll be either done with the game or I would have given up on the game long before that. Uh, but no, I mean Crash Bandicoot. I know I'm the fanboy here. Everyone else, everyone else, and, and Mario Kart and all that shit. But but Crash Bandicoot is the bio, the bio, <laughs> and you make a good point. I'm going to get this day one, especially if it's like thirty quid, like the last one is. But that was a remake, so.
4: Well, yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of these mascot kind of platformer games tend to be kind of budget titles, like £30 rather than £40 type of things. So I could certainly see that with this. And I suppose I've got a better idea on Monday um, because the developer Toys for Bob tweeted, quote, it's almost time in capital letters. More info on our next game is coming June 22nd. So I think they all about confirmed those rumors. It was kind of funny how the game leaked. You know, I think think it was a rating by the Taiwan Digital Game Rating (laughs) Committee. Leaked that it was on PS4 and Xbox One. And then suddenly other people who had info, seemed to take that as an invitation to leak it, because all these poor quality gameplay screenshots, as well as the the image that, that unveiled the release date of October 9th, Suddenly appeared on on social media, um. I suppose that's that's the modern way a lot of games get confirmed, um. But yeah, no, I I think we'd had some rumors about this, and now I'm sure you're relieved that one of the rumors was wrong. Cause I think there was one rumor kind of a few weeks ago that it could be a a PlayStation Five exclusive Ooh. or timed exclusive, Ooh, but don't do that. clearly that's wrong. It's coming straight to Xbox One as well. Uh, so you'll, you'll get to experience it on your preferred console. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about Crash before. I'm not a huge Crash fan. I'm not against Crash. You know, I, li- I liked Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. I thought that was a very good game. The, the other two, they were okay. I thought you were going to go all How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh,
3: but Crash Team Racing is the best one. That, that's true. That's the best kart racer ever. And <laughs> I will move on from that. Uh, so remake kart, tag team kart racer Vicarious Visions or whatever the hell you call Whoever made the first one. Do it. Um, but that's pretty much it. And somehow I've only spent so long but Monday, so next time next show if we can do a whole hour on Crash Bandicoot because we'll actually have more info. I'm your man. We won't rule that out. Yes. Um... So we're on, we're onto our topic, and there's been a few gaming events over the last well since we last uh, spoke, really, isn't there? What have we had? We had the Future Game Show, the Gorilla Collective,
4: uh, and yeah, uh, um, what do you want to? PC wanna... gaming show, EA intro. Play, and Pokemon presents. I I don't think we can. Can we count
3: the Pokemon one?
4: <laughs> Kids need to know how to brush their teeth. Oh, on, okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> jesus christ that was a shock uh i watched that because i didn't even know it was on and then he was brushing teeth uh, what do you want to start
4: with future games? L- let's start with let's start with pokemon presents seeing as it's oh kind of the fre- freshest in our mind here um fresh. so minty fresh <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice, uh, nice pun there hey, uh, yeah so kids learn to brush their teeth uh app um can't remember even what that was called is nope. it like pokemon shine or smile yeah that could that could be it let's go with that <laughs> um we're clearly not the target market for that we're not children and nor do we have children so obviously forgive us for for that not being um too too much on our minds here there was also like a pokemon cafe game another kind of mobile title um again Personally, I'm not the market for that game. Did um, th- th- did that catch your eye at all, guy? No. <laughs> no. I mean, if it's on mobile,
3: I always download random mobile games. But I did open Pokemon Go on the back of
4: this event, so maybe it did work. Pokemon Cafe Mix—that's what it's it's called. Um, yes, but <laughs> the real focus of this show and was new Pokemon Snap coming to Nintendo Switch. Pokemon Snap is, you know, when you think of cult classics, Pokemon Snap is right up there. Pe- people absolutely love that game. People have been calling for this a sequel to that game for ye- or a remake for years. So, clearly Nintendo's listening. I mean, were, were you a fan of Pokemon Snap back in the day? Well, I've never... I've never
3: what was it? Was it was on 64?
4: Must have been. Yeah. I never had a 64, so...
3: No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I think the only game Pokemon game on sixty four I played was the Battle Arena that I can't remember the name of Stadium. Stadium, that's it. Yeah, I think that's the only one yeah. I played. around my mates, so, but uh, I mean, I've played Jurassic Park equivalent of this where you take pictures of dinosaurs, which is more of a mini game in a game. So I see the value in it, but probably beyond me now. Like I'll still play Pokemon games, but not taking pictures of Pokemon.
4: Yeah, I mean for me, I, I'm similar. I never had um, an N64. I did play Pokemon Snap at kind of friends' houses back in the day, but it was never really my thing. As you know, I, I'd very much be like, "Why don't we play Pokemon Stadium instead?" Because it was much more fun to kind of battle against your friends, simply an on rails game taking pictures wasn't for me but a lot of people loved it a lot of younger gamers particularly um obviously there's a lot more they could do with it now with the the switch Mm. with it you know being handheld and you know also with um kind of they can tie it into the games i'm sure there'll be ways to bring in your pokemon from the the mainline games into to snap I sure a lot to do there. I'm sure this game is going to do great. It's not one for me, but I'm sure mm. it's, it's it's going to do do great and that's 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 uh, my the extent of my input on on new Pokémon Snap. Yep. Uh, it's a no-brainer really. That that's it. Like it's it's just it, it is going to sell. But I think the most notable thing beyond that from from this presentation was that they seemed now maybe I I picked things up wrong, but they seemed to hint at a reveal for the next mainline Pokemon game on the twenty fourth. I mean, is that was that your takeaway from how it ended? I think I may have blacked out after the
3: teeth thing. I did. I was not listening. <laughs> I must have missed this. <laughs> Jesus, uh, I hope so. Unless it was more DLC. Do you remember what they said exactly? Because I would, I. I won't lie. Well, very it's, listening.
4: <laughs> it's been translated from Japanese, um, but. You know, he they, they covered the DLC being released for mm. uh for the the current games. Um and then they went on to talk about like he, he kind of obviously there is another like there's two parts to the kind of season pass for uh the current Pokemon games. Mm. Um but then he said we we have kind of a, a a big announcement to come and i can't wait to share that with you and you won't have to take way too long it'll be coming on june 24th so for me all things seem to point to a new pokemon game reveal on likely a direct on maybe the 24th guess and maybe possibly but i mean you know, I, I can't see, obviously, we've had a lot of Pokemon announcements in recent months. Obviously, they, they announced Pokemon Snap the other day. We had Mystery Dungeon game revealed and, and launched this year. So I just, I, can't, I don't see it being a side game. It, it seems to me a little early to be announcing a new Pokemon game. And obviously, I doubt it's going to be coming out this year. I'm assuming it's next fall. Mm. Um, but it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Was Sword and Shield last year? 2019? Yeah. Yeah. God, that that feels a
3: long time ago. (laughs) Jesus Christ, 2020 is a bad year. Uh, But I mean, I know it's been a financial success, but Sword and and Shield's not, it's never really captured the, the essence of the original games, has it? Maybe it's because we're all old and shit now, but I'm, it's, never think, going, it's never going to be up there with red or ruby or silver or
4: whatever. Yeah, but I, I think that just kind of comes down to to kind of timing for us. Like I really appreciate Sword and Shield, but I I find it difficult to get through. How open they are is crazy. I mean, they, when we were younger, we always cried for these. We wanted these big open world Pokemon, and now that we have it, or these have it to a degree. Mm. It, it's it's pretty jarring, you know. It's it's strange. You know, we we wanted something and now we don't want it. I mean, for me personally, what I'd like this announcement on the twenty fourth to be would be, you know, a a, a remake of mm. maybe silver and gold, Ooh. You know, similar to, to kind of the, the which has been rumored in the past. So it wouldn't shot be be a surprise in any a, sense. A three D mill tank
3: is stuff of nightmares. I hate. <laughs> yeah. I hate that bastard.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, but, yeah, no. Honestly, that would be that would be my personal hope for it. I mean, do you have any kind of preference on that, it, or it, it's that now? <laughs> uh, if
3: if yeah. it's it, if it's a if it's a, <clears throat> if it's a full title or even a remake, as you say, I, I I'd quite like him to go back to the linear stuff. Like I like the. Uh, what the hell is it called? The wilderness? That's a that's a um, that's a yeah. Was it the wilderness? I can't remember. Um, it is. Eh? Yeah, whatever the hell it's called. I quite like it, <clears throat> but at the same time, you've got like teacup Pokemon, so it gets a bit <laughs> repetitive. <laughs> like, yeah. I was to I think I was at I think I was on the last trainer or the no I think I'd done all the trainers and I went to the ice bit um to do to fight. That bro, that knobhead's brother. Um, so, yeah. I should really go back and finish it. But if they announce a remake of... Can they really remake Red or whatever? But if it's silver or gold, I'm all in. Like, even if they just ported it on, I'd probably get it again. Uh, is it ported? You'd imagine that's just free money. Are they not ported on to Switch?
4: The... Um like red and blue and the like yeah no I don't I don't think they are playable on, on Switch at the moment obviously some of them like Nintendo need see, to hire me obviously <laughs> Gold and Silver were brought to 3DS um, but they're not playable on mm. on the Switch yet which is strange I, I'd be interested to see if they eventually mm. do bring some sort of Backwards compatibility for yes. digital games. I mean from I've, the 3DS got, to the I've
3: got my Game Boy Advance in my drawer next to me, so I don't need it. But yeah, but all we'll go back to the original question without going on another fucking tangent. Um yeah, if they do a, a, a rework or anything to one of the first four that I, well, um counting green as well. Somehow I played green, <laughs> which was in Japanese. Um but uh yeah, if it if it's any of the if it's silver, gold, red, blue, gold, yellow, whatever, I will get it. I, w- I will get it. But if it's just a li- what is linear the right word linear Pokemon game, whatever the hell, I-, I think it just I think it just suits the franchise a bit more. And if you're gonna if you're gonna do a proper open world Pokemon game, I think it kind of have to be mmo ish. Really, I don't think it. Yeah, can't really, I, I don't think it I, works I, I, in that system.
4: I think that's still what people are ultimately looking for. Mm um and i think people, some people viewed sword and shield as as a sidestep yeah um obviously i i agree completely with what you're saying i i think for me i'd prefer to be kind of the old style linear, unless it is a completely kind of open world MMO where I can play with my friends and, and that kind of thing. You know, I know there is multiplayer aspects too, Sword and Shield. Don't be wrong, but like a, a complete a very kind of laggy person following experience. you around
3: in the wilderness is not really great. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, no, so I I'd, it'll be obviously we'll know a lot more come Wednesday, and then obviously we we can discuss it on on the next show and. We'll, we'll know exactly what it is then, but it, it's going to be, it's got to be either, for, in my opinion, a remake of uh, Gold and Silver or a completely new game in the series, you know, be that either the whole, a whole new thing or a half step, like, a, you know, obviously we got mm. uh, half steps to, like, black and white, there was black and white too, and, you know, obviously with uh, Sun and Shield, or so, sorry, Sun and Shield, Sun and Moon, they also had follow up games, so it could be a follow up game to Sword and Shield. Yeah,
3: I mean, if it is that, would you get it? Would did Sword and Shield leave you mark on your letter?
4: I, to be honest, I still haven't put enough time in. Sword and Shield, I really mm. want to, but I keep just getting distracted by other games, and I, I think I will when I finish the The Last of Us. Um, part two you know I want to get into Horizon Zero Dawn we said that on the last show but I think on the side now as my kind of handheld game I think I will give Pokemon a proper go now because I've kind of gotten bored of Animal Crossing to style the Animal Crossing There, but I've fallen off in the past couple of weeks I haven't touched it so um, I think I'll finally give Pokemon its dues and obviously give it a chance to put its claws into me and if it does then obviously I would be interested in a follow up game if not Maybe not, but as I said, we'll we'll know a lot more on Wednesday. Very true, very true, um, and that's
3: probably the biggest news of this show because I completely missed that somehow watching it. Oh dear. Um, anything else from the Pokemon One other over than the DLC, no.
4: which we no met? that was that was pretty much it. Right. Um, do do. do.
3: Do you want to get the PC games throughout the world out of the way? Which I did not Yeah, watch.
4: Yeah, we, we probably have very little to say about this. I mean, they, I you know, how I approach these shows, we knew there was way too much to cover them in doubt. We weren't going to take the same kind of approach we took with the PlayStation 5 event, where we kind of went through game by game. So we kind of said we'd watch these events, take a note of the games that stood out to us, or the kind of announcements or that, that we felt were notable and tackle it that way so um i guess i'm going solo for pc gaming joe so the things i took note of were firstly remnant from the ashes subject 2923 which is the final dlc for remnant from the ashes which is kind of a, a co-op action game that i, mm-hmm. I spent a couple of weeks with earlier this year with friends um i really enjoyed it um, did you did you try it at all? No, but I'm familiar with the game. I think
3: it's I think it's on Game Pass, so you never know. Um, but I, it looks like a game I'd probably play. It's uh, probably just getting someone to play it, with, I imagine.
4: Yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. If especially if it's on Game Pass, it's it's real. It's a lot of fun with a friend. I mean, I played through it twice, you know, with with different sets of friends and um it's you know it's not it's not the best game ever but it's a it's a game that with, with with friends it's it's a lot of enjoyable i can't really imagine playing it solo but i think there's a lot of game. that's not a knock on any game because that it is just game how some games are meant <laughs> meant to play um there has been previous dlcs which i didn't really bother with because they were just simply adding on say kind of one one map uh whereas this this seems to be almost like a, a almost like a one point five, you know, in that it's a it's a completely new set of set of levels. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. I I doubt it's gonna be Blood and (laughs) (laughs) because I don't even think the main game of of Remnant from the Ashes was as long as Blood and Wine. But um I I like the look of 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 this. Like it it seemed to add kind of a lot of new kind of Diverse locations that caught my eyes, so um, I'll be very tempted to jump back into Remnant from the Ashes with with this DLC. It's and that's what a DLC is meant to do. Ultimately, mm. it's going to pull you back in, especially with these kind of games, these these multiplayer co op experiences. So uh, I think, as far as I'm concerned, that that aim was achieved there with with the announcement of that DLC. Um, so that that's certainly on my radar now. Um, next thing was Persona 4 Golden announced for Steam. It launched that day, the, the day of the PC Gaming Show. And the reason why I think this is notable is, firstly, if anyone didn't have a Vita or obviously a PS2, if we're talking the original Persona 4, get on it on Steam because it's one of the best JRPGs I've ever played easily uh, secondly i just think it's notable because it's the first time that a mainline persona game hasn't been on a playstation console so what does this mean for the future you know could we be could persona 4 golden come to switch and xbox one could persona 5 or persona 5 royal come to these consoles down the line and is persona 6 going to be a cross-platform game from the offset I mean, that, that's mm. why I think it's notable. I know these aren't kind of your your type of games. Well, they're not, but I mean, PlayStation seemingly
3: loosen the reins slightly on exclusivity. Like, I, I, Horizon Zero Dawn, I think that's on PC as well. I think that came out earlier this year.
4: Yeah, they're so, definitely testing the water as far as... Yeah. Um, and we know uh, Bloodborne is coming to mm. PC. I mean, I think that's, I'm not sure if it's been officially announced yet, but it's been all book confirmed at the, at the, at the very least. So I think we can talk about it. So I definitely, I definitely think that Sony are slowly going towards that Microsoft approach of having their first party titles on both PC and on, um, console. And I think like the whole PlayStation Studios branding that they've redone in recent weeks. As much as it's also aimed towards the PS5, I personally think it's also aimed at, at getting games on, on PC and having that that PlayStation Studios kind of branding there out, out in the mm. PC space as well. And maybe we could even see some sort of launcher launched for PC by Sony down the road, like a, a PlayStation launcher. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe we're losing the run of ourselves, but I suppose with Persona, it's a little different because obviously it's it's not a first party in the way that it's it's a Sega title. Well, say Atlas and Sega, you know, all part of the same company. Um, so uh, I'm not sure this quite ties into this. It's also notable that I think Persona 4 Golden launched for PS Vita virtually eight years before. It's come to PC, so it could just be simply come down to that that was some sort of timed license deal, you know, for an eight-year period, or or maybe that's coincidental. I don't know. But I just thought that was notable as far as, you know, we could see more Persona titles on, on cross-platform down the road. And personally, at the very least, I'd hope that we see Persona 4 Golden come to, to PlayStation 4, um, because I don't really like playing JRPGs on PC for whatever reason. It's just, I suppose it's just force of habit over these years. Um, but I suppose for now, it's just complete speculation on my table. It could simply just be this one game coming to Steam. Uh, but, but time will tell on that one. Um, the next game now that this one, obviously you'll, you'll have some input as well on is, is, uh, Godfall from of play mm. Games. We talked about it after the PlayStation 5 event. I didn't quite know what Godfall was at that point. You know, obviously it was involved swords and hack and slash, but beyond that, I didn't really know. And I think it's showing at the PC Game Show showed me a bit more about what the game is. I mean, effectively when getting it from, it's it's kind of like a Borderlands with, with swords, kind of co-op multiplayer experiences. Is that, that your understanding of it as well? Yeah, I mean...
3: I don't think the I haven't watched the PC game, and I was going to watch it whilst you were talking, and I will next time you're talking. Uh, the PC show stuff, but I mean, when the dubstep rocked on PS Five, I went, "Oh no!" But um, the way you described it, there it does sound like a game I would play. But I think it's, it's it's similarly what we mentioned with what the hell was the Destiny game we were on about earlier? <laughs> what
4: what about it? Avengers.
3: Avengers, that was it. Jesus Christ, that's how big that game is for both of us. Uh, but no, I think. <laughs> In a similar thing like that, can you take anything away from Borderlands? That is literally the perfect looter shooter, and it's made by the same company or developer. It is. It is the same, same publisher. It? Same publisher. Okay. So yeah, I know. I probably would play it, but it's not something I'd be dying to play, and that's probably a tad bit of Xbox fanboy coming in for me, but. Uh, was it, com- was it eventually confirmed to be a, a, just a console exclusive or is it timed exclusive for, P- uh, for PlayStation? I don't
4: think that's been outlined. But I, I think usually with these timed exclusive deals, they just kind of announce, oh, it's exclusive to PlayStation and then they kind of just quietly down the road say oh it'll be coming to Xbox six months down the road uh, I think they just kind of allow the platform that it's a timed exclusive for often to have that kind of time time to shine mm. like a They time in the sun type thing so, and for, then announce yeah. it so Three, I fully years. expect God <laughs> yeah I fully expect God Vault to come to Xbox Series X at some point but I'm not sure we'll get an announcement on that for, for a couple mm. of months yet at least
3: yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it now. I mean, it's pretty much the same. I haven't got a sound on because you'd probably be able to hear it, but uh, I would play it just simply because it's it's one that you can play with mates, and it does look it does look very pretty and beautiful and the like that. But as I said, it,
4: I mean, I've got Destiny and stuff for this. <laughs> Well, that's it. I mean, we we you know not to sound like a broken record, but as mm. we said earlier, you can only play so many of these games. They take a lot of time. I even I only bought Borderlands three the other day when I picked oh. up The Last of Us Part Two because it was on sale, and I was like, oh, it's good price. You know, I'll get in on this. But like, I loved Borderlands the first one and the second one so it's strange that it's taken me this long to pick up the third one and, and i think it says it all because those games they just they're, they're big time sink They take a lot of time a lot of a lot of commitment and there's there's games regardless there's there's a there's way too many games these mm. days and these kind of games you you literally just have to pick one or two of them to focus on you know be that the the looter shooter type games or the the kind of more uh, MMO lights, as I like to call them in in regards to destiny. You you just, you got to pick and choose and and there's only so much you can play. With Godfall, I, right now I can't say, oh, that's a game I've got to run out and get, but it's a game I can't rule out playing at some point because it Mm. it does, in some ways it kind of ticks boxes as far as the kind of games I like. So uh, this is one I just kind of want to, Watch closely. You can see when yeah. it comes out, how it reviews, that kind of thing. How how people are feeling it, what the the word of mouth on it is, and so as you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Really, as far yeah. as I'm concerned,
3: yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, if it does eventually come to Xbox, it'll probably be chock full of content or more content by then, that. Not we've seen with pretty much every other game of this type, where first year's a bit rocky, by year three it is absolutely packed, and it's the game the developer actually wanted to bloody make. Hello, Destiny
4: and Taken King. Yeah, no, dude. fair point indeed. Um, and the last couple of titles from the PC game and show that I took note of, I, I won't spend much time on them at all. Um, Mortal Shell from Cold Symmetry. We, we talked a bit about this uh, previous, last show, I think, because it was shown off at the IGN Expo. And, you know, you were commenting on, on how many Dark Souls-esque game Oh yes, I oh, in yes. this day and age. Yes. And they showed off actual gameplay during the PC gaming show. And if I didn't know it, I would think I was looking at Dark Souls. <laughs> it's so much like a Dark Souls game. Um I just I just thought that was funny, so I took took note of it. That's not a knock on it. You know, obviously if they do it well, people love Dark Souls, so I'm sure the game will be popular, but <laughs> I mean it's it's you know, in mm. inspiration, you know, is is the the softest way of putting it <laughs> for this game. And they've been, yeah. they've been quite open about that. But well, I mean, we, it's we talked th- about
3: genres that have come round in a cycle. What did we mention? Skating games, which we're going to get to. Top down indie games. Horror games. Can we add Dark Souls hard as hell games to
4: this now? I, I think Souls esque <laughs> games have, have been uh, like a. They've been a common well, Shakira. Feature stuff of gaming that, yeah. of, uh, since Dark Souls launched. Really, I mean, even Jedi Fallen Order was solid. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, we, we have two D versions, we have three D versions. I mean, they're. I don't think they're going away anytime soon. But th- this is like one of the the most close things. You know, this is like kind of the ultimate Souls esque approach mm. to, to to game design. Um, I just. It, I knew from kind of the reveal of the game that, that, that it, it was somewhat like that, but mm. once we I see an actual gameplay, I was like, you know, I, I could be watching someone play a Dark Souls game. I'm watching and, it in the background. Might not even, yeah. you, you might not even cop it if you didn't know what you were watching. It's crazy. If you like um, that sort of game, that looks perfect for you. <laughs> well, and exactly, and there are people there that just jump from one souls S game to another, and that's kind of how they get their kick. So I'm sure this game will have an audience. And then the last game though that I came and you know, this doesn't even take much discussing at all, but I, I just feel we kind of missed something on this game when it was shown off at the the Xbox showcase, which is Vampire the Masquerade 2 from Hard Suit Labs. I when they showed this game off and it was pretty much the same trailer that was shown at the Xbox event. It at the end of it it shows just obviously the typical PC store logos and then Xbox logo. It doesn't seem that this game is coming to PlayStation. So similar to a lot of the games we discussed last week from the PlayStation showcase that seem to be exclusives or at least timed exclusives as far as indies go for the PlayStation 5 and some coming to PS4 as well. I gather it'll be the same for this game with Xbox One and uh, I just we didn't quite take note of that when we were discussing the Xbox event. So I thought that was something to bring up. So, like, I mean, is this a sign that we're seeing kind of both companies picking up these indie titles either as exclusives or, or timed exclusives for in and around launch? Yeah, I mean, it seems to be...
3: Well, it'd be interesting to see what if Xbox actually shows more, let's call them timed exclusives at the minute, because I think, I know it's only the Wikipedia, but they do have PlayStation listed on it. But if it's timed exclusives, meh. It just seems like a weird battle. But, I don't know. Like, what was that uh, Bethesda game called, One of the Two Assassins? Like, that timed exclusive, it doesn't really bother me. I'm sure people. Deathloop. Deathloop, that's the one, yeah. And, and I'm sure PlayStation fans would be like, why do I care that Bloodlines 2 is timed exclusive? But it's just little. I think it's just little point scoring little fanboys on Twitter can do, really. Um, so, yeah, I mean. It, it it just seems like an interesting battle. Like the first timed exclusive I remember was, Tomb Raider. Was that, is it the first Tomb Raider that came back out? I think it was.
4: The se- it was the second. Was it the uh, second one? Second on the yeah, sequel, Yeah, was it was a timed suicide for, year, wasn't for it? Xbox. <laughs> it was like a And that game suffered it. for it because yeah. I think a lot of, kind of Tomb Raider fans were, were PlayStation it? fanboys cause yeah. that, that's where that's the, where it the started, series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and. I think they were sore over that decision, so I don't think it sold that great on on Xbox One to begin with, and then when it came to PlayStation 4, 12 months down the line, I purchased it, but I know a lot of people Mm. effectively boycotted it because of that. So I think that game certainly suffered for it. And I think then as a knock-on effect, the third game didn't have as much hype behind it that that it would have. And it's a shame because the first game was amazing. I I wasn't a big Tomb Raider fan in any sense, but I love the first game. It was one of my favorite games, kind of last generation. Um, It was was almost like a cross-platform game because it was towards the tail end of last generation. Obviously, it came to this generation as well. Um, so it was a shame for that. So I think your so studios are sometimes playing devil's advocate when they they make these decisions to make their game uh, timed exclusive. But clearly, Sony and and Microsoft pay them good money to get the games to their platform first. And I, I see with a with a launch in a launch window, it makes a lot of sense because you know launch lineups are looked at with a fine tuned comb when consoles launch. And you want to diversify your launch lineup from your rivals. And you can't simply do that just by simply having two or three first party exclusives. And I think that's where timed exclusives and indie exclusives kind of come to the front. Uh, so I can see the sense of why both, both companies are, are are doing this. And another game kind of to lead us into talking about the future game show uh, another game that was at the Xbox event that both of us kind of were intrigued by at the time that uh, sim- similarly appears to be a timed exclusive for Xbox is Call of the Sea from Out of the Blue Games. Mm. And I, I think that one, you know, is another one that I think is a kind of a nice little at least, at the very least, we're expecting to be a timed exclusive yeah. for, for Xbox to have. um I mean, we also kind of got a better. We we both kind of came out of the Xbox show case with that game, thinking it looks cool, but we don't know what kind of game it is. I mean, did you get a better idea of what it was watching it on the the Future Game Show? Yeah, I mean, I think it was. What
3: did someone call it? I was watching a recap video. I think they called it like a walking simulator, what a firewatch type typeish game.
4: Yeah. Uh, same voice
3: actress from Firewatch is it okay that makes sense though. I haven't played Firewatch but something I I did oh, that's want to it's a very to, good try. game yeah I did want to try it. I just never really got wrong I,
4: I'd recommend because um, mm. it's often quite cheap and it's literally a game you can finish in a day like yeah. it's not very long at all yeah I might it's give it a go it's a great indie mm-hmm. game
3: yeah. well, I spent I spent a week playing Hitman. I'm sure I could fit that. In. <laughs> but we'll talk we'll talk about Hitman and Last of Us at the end. But no, I think um it looked more it looked more interesting. I think what our first impressions was it's pretty. But then they mentioned puzzles, and we were like, Ugh, it's gonna be one of them. But if it's like more of a walking simulator st- story with puzzle elements, I think that I think that'll be it'll be one that. I mean, I always mentioned Game Pass type game, but if it's in Game Pass straight away, which presumably it will be
4: it will be yeah
3: yeah. um it'll be something i'll try out as soon as it launches does it ever launch? uh where's wikipedia i think it's later this year wikipedia where are you as if wikipedia isn't the first one on the thing <laughs> um but yeah i mean whenever it comes out if it comes out this gen or late this gen when when there's that gap where there's no games you want to play or want to get because you're waiting for next gen it might be something i'll, I'll, I'll look at then. but um yeah it, it caught my eye on the xbox one when did a bad job of <laughs> explaining what it was so i think i think i'd play this
4: yeah no it'd be a similar boat i'd like to give it a go i, I like um if it's kind of, it seems like Firewatch is is uh, a an inspiration there. Um, so with that in mind, uh, I'd be well on giving that a try because, as I said, I did really enjoy Firewatch. I mean, what what kind of what what's the first game you kind of took note of as far as the the future game show goes?
3: Um, there wasn't loads. I mean, one that popped out for me, I'm pretty sure. It was the, I've got a lot of tabs open here, Carl. <laughs> um, I think it was on the future game show. It might have been on Gorilla. but uh, if it wasn't, we'll talk about that. later. But it was called Last Oasis uh, Survival MMO. It was when it was like, Mort. it was, looked like Mortal Engines.
4: In uh, the volcanoes and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, no, I recall that, it yeah. Um, I had the same vibe, actually, Mortal Engines. Yeah. Which, you know, it wasn't, wasn't the best thing. but It wasn't, but I... it looked cool. Um, yeah, that, that's probably the one that stood
3: out for me, because as, as I've mentioned a few times in other shows, big ARC fan, I do like the survival game. Uh, I know it's only on PC at the minute, and and the, I think they had a rocky launch last year, but if it eventually does come to console... It'd be something I'd pick up, I think.
4: Yeah, I think I, I, think I remember this game kind of been shown off at some point last year. And I think we, we gave it a mention then as well. Um, it's certainly, it's an interesting, te- it very, seems very unique. You know, so it's not what you're going to see a lot. I know, uh, obviously, kind of, in a way, open world multiplayer games aren't unique in that sense. But this seems like a, a unique take on on kind of the the mmo survival mmo genre um so yeah that definitely stood out to me as well and as you said it'd be interesting to see if it comes to consoles down the line once they kind of get it perfected Um, that'd be one i'd certainly keep an eye on as well myself Um, first for me in terms of future game show which i think was probably the first game shown off was quantum error from team kill media Mm. And it seems to be like a horror. I know you you weren't a fan. Of this one. I did chuckle, um, but it is a PS5. T- yeah. It's yeah. Exclusive? It seems to be a PlayStation console exclusive, yeah. at least at the time since. Um, I also I do like my horror first person shooters. Um, you know, obviously Bioshock's King, but there's been some other ones I've have quite enjoyed. Um, so this is one I'm not, I'm not going to say this is a game I'm, I'm massively hyped for, but it's definitely one that caught my eye. And especially given that it's an exclusive, I'll be interested to see uh kind of the take on this one once it's out. I don't know when it's out. I don't think it has a release date yet. I was kinda looking this morning and I couldn't find anything um but it's it's definitely one it's my kind of game, so i'll, I'll certainly keep an eye on it uh what was gonna next for you that you um I fancy. Yeah, I mean, it was weird, because I watched three quarters of
3: the show, got distracted, I forgot to do something else, and my internet was being weak, so I had to turn it off. And then I look on Twitter, and there's a skating game! <laughs> um, Skater XL, which is on... Uh, <clears throat> if you're an Xbox player, it's on uh, Game Preview. I haven't actually looked how much it is or anything like that. Um, but God, darn, I mean, we I mentioned, I alluded to it earlier, skating games seemingly are coming back, and... EA seem to have dropped the biggest bomb there but I mean with Tony Hawks
4: this sessions um, the fad is back Carl huh? it, it really is and I mean I'll, I'll I'll get to when we're we're talking about um, I was using the the grillage show. there was a couple other indie games that are skate inspired and One of the developers said something that that made me chuckle by saying that they, they loved playing skate games when they were young and it makes them sad that we don't really get skateboarding games anymore. So they decided to develop their own skateboarding game. Well, don't be sad anymore, developer, because now we're getting... A million skateboarding games, it appears. (laughs) I mean, obviously, we talked about Tony Hawk's a few weeks ago. I'm a huge Tony Hawk's fan. I'm I'm a huge fan of skateboarding games in general. So, you know, all of these games, to to one degree or another, have my interest, and I'll kind of see how they are when they come out skater xl i know it's been in early access for a while but it's one i never really was never on my radar and i think that's some degree because session which you mentioned is another game that's in early access i think both on on steam and on xbox and i guess that that one kind of had the the mind space up until now but skater xl i think was first was kind of shown off at the the ign expo and then it made an appearance in the future game show um i think it was also on the pc game show like i think it was it was everywhere uh this game um it, it looks interesting i i won't lie it's you know kind of with with knowing tony hawks is on the horizon i'd be a lot more interested in that than than skater xl but Skater XL seems to be a different kind of skateboarding game. It's it's less arcadey, more, more in line with session and um skate, which we're gonna talk about it in a little while. Um so I'm definitely and this game's coming out, it's coming out of early access next month. Mm. So am I might have to hurry up. <laughs> it's right on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can get it on Steam at the moment for twenty quid. Uh that's 20 euros, so it's probably only about 15 pounds. Um, so it's definitely a game that's piqued my interest, and similar to yourself, I'll, I'll be mm. looking forward to kind of seeing how it's received when it comes out next month. Quantum Era
3: seems to be 2021
4: as well, by the way. 2021, okay, so um, makes sense. Mm. Whether well, they didn't really push the, the release date. Uh the next game for me then was Ghost Runner from Three Rounds. It's like a fast-paced cyberpunk action first-person game did this one catch your eye at all
3: yeah this one looked it i mean uh titanfall vibes and what's that game called i played it oh, it must have been 360 time it's crisis no crisis is the Arcadia. there's a time game <laughs> there's a time game from Xbox <laughs> 360 i will find it when you're talking um it reminded like time shifting crossed with um with Titanfall Wall
4: running. And it it looked a tad super hot didn't it? Just a wee bit. Yeah, yeah, the, I definitely got those vibes from it in, in terms of, of um how the action was and kind of the, the, the visual, it's very bright, it's very very cy- you know, very a lot of cyberpunk vibes to it. Um I like that aesthetic. Um, you know, I like you know, obviously, as we talk before, there's a lot of commonality in terms of certain kind of genres or certain subject matters. And I think kind of samurai slash ninja type games are very popular at the moment. But this seems almost a, a unique approach to to that subject matter because it's cyberpunk, mm. cyberpunk ninjas. I mean, <laughs> you what know, mm. could be cooler? Time shift. Um, Found it. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, All right. Um. Yeah. No. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. No. Apparently, Ghost Runner is coming out later this year. Um. It's. It's. It was in no way a new announcement. It, the game was announced previously. But I think that's the beauty of these kind of events. A lot of these indie games. There's some games which you know we'll we'll discuss today that you know work have come out in the past few days or are coming out in the next few weeks that were not on my radar at all because there's just so many games these days. It's impossible to see every game that's announced. So I think these showcases kind of might bring, sometimes bring games to you that you weren't quite aware of and suddenly now they're on their radar and you can give them a go. And I think Runner is a great example of that for me personally. Um, I'll certainly be keeping a close eye on this one once it launches and it could well be a game I end up playing.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, I'm with you there. It uh, it definitely piqued the interest. Was there anything else from uh, the the future game show that you saw? Nothing's jumping out of um, me. When I'm going through it.
4: Yeah, there's a few things for me. Um, don't have too much to say on most of them. Um, firstly, uh, was um kind of notable was Outriders to me. Uh, obviously, that's coming from people can fly, and it's coming. Later this year, I thought it was pretty weird because that's a game that's that's been kind of getting regular updates in in terms of kind of showing what's the content and what's going to be coming, and they seem to just shoehorn one of those. In fact, it was more so a preview of one of those events. Um, into this, it just it seemed kind of out of place to me. Did did you did you notice that? Uh, I actually can't bloody remember this. I'm looking at
3: uh stuff on youtube now i i it's another co-op shooter i cannot remember this game (laughs) at all it kind of looks like um oh what was it called the half-assed mmo mmo that was on 360 ps3 that made a sci-fi series
4: Oh yeah it's oh, going to kill me my friend one of my friends was really into that it game I had imagine
3: dragons as the advert and it looked mint and it wasn't that
4: good Yeah ah oh, that's going to kill me Oh I will find that sci-fi but, Yeah no I mean Outriders is just, it's a it's a multiplayer Defiant. co-op Shooter, uh, Defiant, that was it, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, no, I, I guess you're kind of, I get where you're coming from with that comparison. Um. I loved, I re, well, I i wouldn't say love but i really appreciate the developer people can fly you know i i loved bullet storm you know they they obviously worked on the gears of war series so
3: the shotgun animation is from gears of war. yeah yeah yeah
4: that's you can you can see uh you can see some parallels there um, so this game's always been on my radar, but I just thought it was a weird approach to kind of having it in there. They're just going to shoehorn this this almost preview of these regular events they've been doing, mm. uh, rather than doing something unique for the show. It was a strange one. Um, other games that kind of came out were kind of similar to as I was talking with, with Ghost, they're kind of just kind of indie games that weren't necessarily revealed, but that just hadn't been on my radar first of which was Morbid the seven acolytes from still running which is coming out later this year it's one of those 2d top-down kind of artsy pixel games that you were talking about before yes. that seem to be very complex but I, I quite enjoy those so that that one and i like it's kind of mm. love crafty and horror i'm not against its, them its but there style. just seems to be a lot of them <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. That's that's mm. fair. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll fully admit that. Um, n- another one was made of scare sk- skier? skier. Can can you pronounce it? On? S-K-E-R? E Y R. I don't know how that's supposed well, to be pronounced. Well, the yogurt is skier, <laughs> so I'm guessing it's that. We'll we'll go with that. Yes, from Wales Interactive. Looks it's coming out next month looks like a really creepy horror game you know i'm liking this this nice kind of renaissance of the survival horror genre looks looks really cool um oh i thought it was a y i
3: thought it was a y i imagine it's Skur. Skur.
4: yeah and it it seemed to have like a an interesting approach to to combat in that you have ways to fight the things you encounter but you need a a, res, a resource that's really scarce to do so. So I think you have to be kind of smart on when you choose to take on the enemies and when you choose to run away or hide. Um, I I, I like uh, this game definitely stood out to me. Um, another game which just stood out purely because I didn't know what the hell it was was Waking. Did you see this one? I think it's 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 actually out now. It came out three uh, earlier this week. Um, it seems to be a a PC and Xbox exclusive, at, at least in a way. Let's have a look Do do do. It's 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 described as third person action and guided meditation. Oh god! Oh oh I'm <laughs> a, oh! I this is ringing a bell?
3: Oh, let me mute that. <laughs> there we go. In a all oh, the coma game. Uh yes, this looks. F- Fucking weird.
4: It really did. Yeah. One minute you're like punching big bull enemy things and Mm. then it just seems so psychedelic. It's really, really like, Mm. you know, I I don't know how it's going to play, but in terms of like art and visuals, it's impressive. I I suppose you can, if you're in a coma,
3: you could do anything really. It's basically a dream world, isn't it? So there's endless possibilities you could do with that game, really.
4: And seemingly that's what they've done. <laughs> it's got, uh... Yeah, very much. I mean, I, I don't know, as I said, I don't know what to expect. It's out now, so... I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably afterwards look into to reviews mm. for that one. Um, but... It certainly caught the eye and if, if that was their aim, they, they definitely achieved it as far as I'm concerned. And then the last game from the Future Games show which I stood out to me was Paradise Lost from Polyamorous. Um now this game this isn't the first time I'd seen this game. I I, th- I seen it, I watched a, a Japanese expos, so I had I forget exactly what it's it's called, but it's kind of a Japanese indie game expo. But towards the end, they kind of covered games from kind of studios abroad. And Paradise Lost was one of those. Um, but the premise of this game basically is World War Two, the Nazis nuked uh, Europe. Yeah. And... It turns out, though, that they had built this complex system of underground bunkers mm. so that they could kind of take over the the wasteland, you know, once it was all said and done, they'd emerge from these bunkers. And you play as a, a 12-year-old Polish child, I believe, that's, you know, in, in Poland, um, that's kind of going through these bunkers, um, and it just... It uh, looks like a really kinda cool approach on alternative history. Hmm. I mean what what were you we expecting? Horror
3: fighting, firewatch walking simulator?
4: Kind of I think it's gonna be kind of more of a, a walking simulator, kind of one of those games that makes the environment kinda guide the narrative type thing. Mm. Um and I like I like those games. Um and especially when they touch on a subject matter that's of interest to me and you know i'm a bit of a history buff and alternative history therefore i'll I'll, I'll often catches my interest so that's why this this game personally so that and it just looks again you know when it comes to one of these showcases you've only got so much time to show a game so you want to be visually striking and this this game was certainly visually striking
3: yeah yeah i mean (laughs) that I on my recap thing that was probably the one that made me sit up, <laughs> uh, but it, it did look it did look um, it did look interesting as well, and uh, like I do like alternative history games. Like I've not watched Man in High Castle, but I've always been interested by the premise, um, Wolfenstein stuff like that. It's just and if it, this one's more of a story rather than action, uh, I think it could tell a great story. Um. Shall we move on to Gorilla before we get into two hours? <laughs> yeah. Um. I'll start so you don't steal like my only game. <laughs> uh, was Almighty Kill Your Gods? Um. Which for me, I mean, it kind of looks like what we've been saying is Destiny ish Godfall is probably more so, but it looked like something fun. Really, it, it just looked like something that's a, a piss about game with your mates and. Like it looked like it had little town building bits as well, so it it just looked like something that I'd probably play with my mates. Not something you'd put hundreds of hours into, but if it's something you get two weeks out of, that'd be. That looks like it'd be a game for me.
4: Yeah, no, I like to look at that one myself as well, and it it certainly gave that vibe of a game you'd you'd play with your friends. Um, I love the the art style on it the the gods and the monsters that that you 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 take on the incredibly unique in in terms of their design and it's yeah no it's definitely one that that i I would keep keep an eye on and um did, did they give a release date on that is it it's a release date they on just that? said
3: this year i think I don't think they give a day but it's twenty twenty
4: so it's coming in twenty twenty. not bad, then not too, not too long to wait on all, that one. I
3: think it's confirmed for all consoles. I'm not sure if it's a switch actually. Windows Mac PS4. Oh it's Switch. Yeah, Xbox on Switch. And P S and PlayStation. So yeah. Nice. My, that again, that made me one last last of the gen type stuff where you're in the void. Certainly. Anything you um
4: Shall, shall uh, we do few, day one and day two? A few things across the day. Well, I mean, obviously with Gorilla, they had three days. First two days, were just kind of going through games. And then the last day kind of took a more in-focus look at certain games. Um, so, you know, there's no real reason to, to separate that out. In terms of things that stood out to me, there's, there's a few games. System Shock from Night Dive Studios, obviously the remake yeah. of the original. New game. this game had been stuck in kind of a development hell for a while. um I think they took kind of a hiatus from developing it to try and make sure they had their their vision in line and obviously they've they've gone back to it now but I imagine they seem very tepid on talking about a release for this game. So I don't, now there's a demo up on Steam, but nonetheless, from what they were saying, it seems like this one's going to be 2021 at the earliest, which is crazy considering how long we've known about it. I think we've talked about this one a couple of times on the show before. Um, but I, you know, I love Bioshock. System Shock is the inspiration for Bioshock. You know, it's it's a it's a cool classic PC game. So, I am excited, and I liked what i' seen you know uh, on during the gorilla mm. um initiative it, it it looks really good it's got it's keeping that kind of retro aesthetic of kind of your classic first person p c games but at the same time it's it's polished up for for modern visuals i I really appreciate that approach and you know, again, as we say, it's a shame that we don't have a release date on this game considering how long people have been looking forward to. But, you know, I like how Night Dive said it's just it's going to be ready when it's ready. And hopefully that leads to the game being the best it can be. I mean, is System Shock a game that at all would, would interest you? It, yeah, I mean, it's something that I'd not buy straight away, but I'd, I would
3: probably play it. I mean... I know it's the uh, inspiration for Bioshock, as you said, but I got Prey vibes off it without, like, mimics and stuff like that. That's So Prey was kind of what it reminded me. I didn't finish Prey, and it kind of pissed me off. But I'd probably play System Shock just because people <clears throat> on, like, I listened to the X box IGN podcast quite uh, frequently and that whenever they mention games that are coming out this this is one that I always they always bring up and say, I think it's System Shock 2 is like one of their best games ever and stuff like that. Um so it's something more by reputation that interests me than, than what I've seen but it didn't do anything to dispel me the footage. So yeah I mean probably something I'd I'd play maybe not by it's a Black Friday game that's all word it. <laughs>
4: Yeah, um, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, it's not like a AAA yeah, title. It's a, yeah, yeah. it's a, not in, not these days anyway. It's a, it's a remake of a, a PC game from, from over 20 years ago. Um, But I, I am, when it finally comes out, I will be excited to, to finally get to play this because I, I always meant to kind of try the original game but knowing that there's a remake coming out that kind of makes you think, well i may as well wait for that so that's kind of the approach i've been taking but you know ho- hopefully it's not too long um, when it comes out hopefully all this time they've put into it pays off um the second game then to know for me was boulders k3 from laverian mm. studios we <laughs> remember from when we covered uh the oh, stadia okay. that this is the one thing that i was positive about was the reveal of this game I love the original Baldur's Gate games. I love the whole Forgotten Realms license. It's in Dungeons and Dragons. It's right up my street. Larian Studios are an excellent studio. Obviously, they they work on the Divinity series. I can't wait for this game. It still seems it's a little while away. It seems like there there might be a a, a like a test, an alpha test. Mm. coming in august like they had like a, a date of august I and mean then in brackets maybe because i <laughs> see another you know, worker from home and it's been hard but you know he said he's confident of it coming in august so hopefully we'll get a better idea of how that game plays then um but i'm I'm certainly excited about that one because i think larian studios are, are one of the big names when it comes to that kind of pc isometric rpg these days um, is that an all? I know we've talked about it before, but like, mm. is that one that's at all on your radar? If it ever
3: came to console, I'd play it. I just like, is it?
4: I think it will. Yeah. I, I think it will. I mean, we've seen recently that the remasters of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 have come to console. Obviously, Larian Studios are known for Divinity Original Sin, both that and its sequel have come to consoles. So I'd be shocked if we don't see Baldur's Gate 3 on, on PS5 and, and Xbox Series X. Yeah, it's something I'd
3: play like uh, a couple of months ago, I was playing Divinity Sin. Um, just kind of one that I wish more of my mates would get, because we, we were kind of stuck with just two of us. And if, it, if if another couple of people picked it up, if we had a full party, I think it'd be something everyone would enjoy. So yeah, I think I'd pick up Baldur's Gate. I mean, I am with you. I mean, I've kind of slagged off top-down games, but uh, *Divinity: Sin* you could tell was just class. So yeah, uh, I'd I'd look forward to this when it, if and when it does come to um, console.
0: Ready to pop the question? upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order that's quince.com slash upgrade yes certainly
4: um right there with you on that one um next up i had another game that was kind of one of those indie games that i just had no idea was coming out it's actually out now on steam and xbox one which is west of dead from upstream arcade it's kind of like a that, comic book style was that ron top perlman down shooter with Ronald, ron Perlman yes as the the voice actor i mean it looks like a lot of fun i love that kind of comic book art style i love ron perlman game looks like it could be a lot of fun i know there was kind of a bit i meant to try it the beta on xbox one last week but i got sidetracked and now it's actually out um but it, it looks like a lot of fun like i mean what was your take on this one yeah i'm
3: with you there it's something i'd definitely play <clears throat> um and again, Ron Perlman. Who doesn't like Hellboy? Like original Hellboy, not not last year's Hellboy. <laughs> um, even though I watched it, it was fine. But um, yeah. I mean, Ron Perlman. I, I've never I never finished. And I've well, I've, Sons of Anarchy. I watched some of the first season. I never got into it. But Ron Perlman is Hellboy, and I like. Hellboy.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a big, big fan of Ron Perlman. So this might be certainly one I'll kind of pop on a wish list and, you know, maybe pick up when it's on sale sometime down the road. Um, Next game then was Ultra Kill uh, coming out later this summer. It's kind of like a retro-esque Doom type FPS. Ah, yes. Uh, Pretty cool visuals. Why I took note of this one is because it appears this game's been developed by one person by rc patala aka that, hakita
3: there's that and that that chinese game on the from the xbox one. uh why do one what, one person cannot be this busy come on <laughs> yeah, people are yeah of employees, i mean it? it's
4: it's um there was another game not so long ago another fps that launched on steam that and it's killing me now to remember them, but it really caught was really eye-catching as well and that was also by one one person like it's you know, it's an interesting that, that a lot of these indie first person shooters are being developed by one person, but um it's so impressive that someone could, could get a game out on, on their own and, and have it look like that. Now this is obviously it's you know, that one you I think was it was it, was it like ultra bright infinite yes. or,
3: yeah, yeah,
4: exactly, yeah. And that was like crazy visual like how did one person make this obviously this is a little ultra kill a little bit more simplistic when it comes to the visuals because that's the approach it's retro but it the game looks like it could be a lot of fun and uh certainly another one that i'll I'll be keeping my eye but i just wanted to give it a shout out because one person um next up then and you know this game is gonna have much discussion but i just thought it was batshit crazy just Die Already, Old People <laughs> Mayhem Sandbox from Double Moose, who, of course, the studio behind Goat Simulator. And that's coming out later this summer as well. Not surprising considering Goat Simulator, but this game seems like Goat Simulator on acid. <laughs> you know? The fact that it opened with Kojima, please unblock me,
3: unblock my number or whatever yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, and the, the parody of the... Um, the Death Stranding trailer as well. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. And who who hasn't played GOAT Simulator? Even if it ten minutes or a hundred hours, who's who's not played GOAT Simulator at some point?
4: Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun, Goat Simulator. It's just batshit crazy and this this looks like more of the same with uh just die already, so it's another one I'd I'd certainly like to to play around with sometime. I'm sure eventually it'll it'll be on sale or it'll pop up in Game Pass or PFOs or something like that mm-hmm. and Absolutely. get a chance to play it. Um a few more titles. Um it's brief to say that Metal Hellslinger, which from the yeah. outsiders titles which we talked about the the um when we discussed the IGN expo. Mm-hmm. Um that had a little bit more in depth on it at this Um, It looks like Troy Baker is voicing kind of your your main character's sidekick slash the narrator. So, you know, I think, you know, it's funny the pull that a voice actor can have in this day and age, but they really can when it comes to a game. When Mm. you see kind of one of those, you know, a a Nolan North or a Troy Baker or a Laura Bailey attached to a project, it kind of gives it a status and I, I i got that kind of obviously metal Hellsinger singer had already caught my eye that's why we mentioned it last week but even more so now i, I think that there's, there's clearly a lot behind this game and um, so i'm looking forward to it in in 2021 um and the last couple of games really that i feel i were mentioning just because of our theme of talking about skateboarding games here are a couple of indie skateboarding games we have Skate Story from Sam Eng. And we have Bird from Glass Bottom Games. Now, I said earlier, one of the developers talked about how they were sad skateboarding games had gone away and had decided to make their own. That was the developer of, of Skatebird, which seems just kind of like a Tony Hawk's type game, but where you play as little birds on the skateboards. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be sad if it's not a character called Tony the Hawk. In, in this game, oh you know, I think that would be a missed opportunity. That needs to happen. That's fair. <laughs>
3: That's the whole reason it, that game's made, to be honest. Yeah,
4: but it looks looks like a little fun kind of skateboarding game, and then obviously Skate Story is a bit different. It seems like kind of your you can do tricks and such, but you're kind of like this translucent kind of as, as I've seen someone describe it as like a highly pixelated silver surfer on kind of a skateboard skating through these environments and, and doing simplistic tricks. Um, seems to have kind of a very striking art style and and then kind of the music stood out to me and it looks interesting. Like, but it's just, it's another skateboarding game. But it seems, it seems one that almost stands out from the pack in a way because it's, it's a different approach. Um did, did either of those games kind of catch catch your eye? Sim even simply for the fact that they involve <laughs> skateboards.
3: Yeah, I'm watching the Skate Story thing now. I mean, it almost gives like I don't know a skateboard version of Trials type thing. So it looks like you're just following a path and you got to get over jumps and stuff. So
4: yeah, yeah, no, it, it that's that's um I can certainly see where you're coming from with that one. Mm. Um. And it's interesting that they've decided to go with such a kind of unique visual style rather than just having your simple, you know, with skateboarder yeah, you know, command, yeah. skating through a school or, or that mm. kind of thing.
3: I mean, if it's not Tony Hawk or Bart
4: Simpson, who the hell
3: knows skateboarders? That's about it, really. <laughs> so, yeah. it, might as, it might as well just be the silver surfer. Um, it does say the skate store is only windows on Mac at the min, though.
4: Yeah, I, I think it is PC yeah. only for the moment. I didn't see anything about a console uh, thing. I think Skatebird, though, mm. is, is coming to... Because I know it was revealed for um, Switch earlier this year, so right, it just okay. wasn't on my radar up until now. Um, but I think that's coming to consoles as well.
3: The weird thing about skate Story is they're doing like a control dist- demonstration, but the control dust demonstration is with a controller. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't that kind really yeah, confused me. It yeah. almost reminded me of
4: the
2: Switch. I was
3: like, it's yeah. coming to Switch.
4: But I couldn't find anything on that.
3: It's very strange. But anyway, it'll probably come out with a console at some point, seeing as it's obviously got controls for the console. <laughs> uh, Clearly. Yeah. Um, is that it from Guerrilla?
4: Yeah, I mean, I there was really so say many how, games yeah. showing off. We couldn't possibly go into the to the mall, but it was our, I I liked the showcase. Obviously, it was it's kind of an evolution on the the kind of funny showcase we've seen the past couple of years. They they partnered obviously to to do this, and uh, I think it was a nice kind of stage, particularly for indie developers, and to be able to show off so much on on a, a notable stage, and um, so credit to to the producers behind the the showcase and um I think it was it was nice. I liked their approach you know two days of kind of a couple of mm. streams of just pure announcements and trailers and the like and then you know one day of just kind of getting more in depth with with um developers that uh of games that kind of took their interest and kind of games that I think there was kind of a common theme there that all of those games had a, like a demo launching on steam in and and then and mm. um, so it was good kind of for to get that in the the mind space that pe- people knew that those demos were there if those games were for them and to try them out and you know, i may well try a couple of them out myself
3: yeah yeah i'm with you there if i see anything that pops up game pass or whatever i'll pick some of them up um is it time for a year player i forgot something
4: no, no. That's that's everything. Um, I mean, I think there was a VR showcase as well, but Meh. that's the one thing I gave a miss, as I'm <laughs> not a VR gamer.
3: Yeah. Uh, that is very fair. That is very fair. EA Player was shit, but Carl, you seem to be kinder to me. But um, shall we start with Squadron, seeing as that was the big, big thing?
4: Yeah, yeah. Let, let's start with, with squadrons uh, because you know, in typical fashion, it leaked like just after we finished our last show, so we we missed the boat on that. <laughs>
3: Woo! Uh, that was proper useful. It was lit literally five minutes, five minutes, and it got leaked <laughs> from last show. We probably didn't have time to fit it in anyway, but it would have been nice to bring up. Um. People seem to have a lot more nostalgia for this game than I do. Obviously, it's is it a remake, or is it reimagining, whatever the hell you'd call it, of an
4: older uh, one? I'd say it's a spiritual successor to the yeah, Rogue Squadron. The series. I yeah. think that's the the best way to put it. It's definitely its own thing. Um, I think there is a lot of interest in this game, because, simply put, there's been a hell of a lot of Star Wars games over the years. Some have been bad, some have been okay, some have been great. A lot of inconsistency there because they're touching on a lot of genres. But I think the one genre where there has been more of a consistency is the space sim games, you know, starting obviously with the likes of uh, X Wing and TIE Fighter back in the early noughties, then going on to the Rogue Squadron series kind of later on. they have been the games, like the Starfighter series as well. They have been the, the games that have been consistently well-received. Obviously, when people play the Battlefront games, a lot of people's favorite, personally mine as well, is when you get to, to play the space battles. I love those scenes. and So, all in all, I think that's why this game is is, is getting a lot of hype behind it from, from people is just because... That has been the one good constant as far as Star Wars games are concerned. Um, There's also reasons on for me personally to be a little sceptical. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm in a good position to talk about this given that I actually only recently played through the campaign of Star Wars Battlefront 2 which was developed by mm-hmm. Motive who are the studio who are working on oh, squadrons. That's not a good sign. <laughs> and i I don't think story was bad for the this campaign, but it wasn't a good campaign you know no mm. i mean and it was kind of motives one of their kind of i think it was their first game almost um you know working on the 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 single player there obviously while well, dice took took the lead on the multiplayer um it wasn't bad. But it wasn't good. It was very, very average. You know, painfully average. You know, it very it was very short. Um, you know, there there wasn't I obviously you had the, the campaign and then you had the resurrection campaign, but the campaign teed up the resurrection campaign. So I'm like, why did they people have to wait months for that? It should have all just been the one campaign there from day one, in my opinion. And at least it would have been a little less short um in in that way. But I just Uh, And like even then, the resurrection campaign seemed to set up more, but then more never came. I don't know whether they planned DLC or maybe planned that to be the story for Star Wars Battlefront 3, which we're unlikely to get. Um, But I just, it wasn't great. And for that reason, considering this is their next title and it's another Star Wars game, I'm going to be skeptical for that reason. I also like the new when this game leaked and then was was confirmed a lot of outlets were saying how EA were pitched a lot of Star Wars titles by their studios and they they kind of turned them down because they're a little bit iffy on giving the green light on a big project considering all the projects that have failed um and this was kind of a smaller project which you know they could get out sooner it's it's obviously going to be a short campaign and then the focus is going to be the multiplayer it seems to be a budget title. I think it's, it's going to be launching at £30 rather than £40. Um, so it's, it's a, it seems a smaller title, and that in itself adds a, a level of scepticism. I mean, what's your yeah. take on, on as far as those things go? Yeah, I'm with you with the doubts, to be honest.
3: Um, I've, I don't have the nostalgia feel, like the original Battlefront 2. Probably the first time i experienced space battles and stuff like that. There is other Star Wars games I've played, but... Christ, I couldn't even, <laughs> I couldn't even think of what the name would be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looked like something I'd play. But is it something I'd pay for? Eh, yeah, probably not. Like <clears throat> like Battlefront 2, the new one, the EA one. The space battles aren't that good. I know it was DICE who did them, predominantly for the multiplayer, as you say. but I'm sure I remember there being space battle elements in the campaign as well. And if there that, was, yeah. yeah. And if that was motive, I don't see... Maybe full game is wrong, but I don't get how you can do a whole game, whether it's half a game or whatever the hell, whatever the hell we're going to say. I just don't see how you can center a whole game around that on the brink of next gen coming out. It just seems like a a very late nostalgia cash grab to me. For me, I know you're going to be able to play on next gen and stuff like that. I assume, um, but yeah, uh, I just don't get it. Like, what is it? Class based air fighting? Like, at the best, it's going to be Overwatch and space. At its worst, it's going to be just shit. I I can't... I just don't see... I don't see the scope for it. Like, it just seems like something you'd play once and never play
4: again. Yeah. I mean, for me, I love Star Wars, and I do love the, the ship battles. I mean, playing Star Wars Battlefront uh, 2 recently... For me, the best parts of the campaign were the ship battles, but the problem was there, there wasn't enough of it, and I was playing on the hardest difficulty, and I found on the hardest difficulty, it wasn't a particularly hard game in general, but in the ship kind of segments, I found you were pushed towards the objective. If you didn't hit it, the objective in time, you'd just be overwhelmed by the, the constant respawning of enemy fighters, and you'd die. So you couldn't really take the time to enjoy them. And if you played it on a lower difficulty, which I tried out, it was far too easy. So there was no kind of nice mm. middle ground um, with that. So I think that's certainly something that I'd be concerned about. Hopefully it's it, it it's a lot better and balanced in squadrons um i liked what i've seen you know of of star wars squadrons but because of these different things because of battlefront 2 because of the way it seems like ea were just gonna put their back into it because it's a smaller title that just makes me skeptical but it's certainly something i'll play similar to i'm not sure i'd be willing to pay even 30 pound 40 euro kind of uh, at launch for it but you know if it Drops down to kind of twenty euros, something like that. I'd like to pick it up, or you know, if my friends kind of jump mm. on it from day one, I'd I'd be tempted because it's a game that could be a lot of fun with friends. I'd say, um, if it launched in the vault, it'd get so many players
3: in the access vault. I should say, it gets yeah. so many more. Like I know it wouldn't make the same amount of money, but to end a gen with a game that's basically free, because like two pound a month, so you could pick it up for that, it'd get up millions of players it wouldn't get otherwise
4: no I, I agree with you there that that might have been an interesting way to approach it Um, but you know I I don't want to shit on it too too much yeah. I mean it looked good
3: for what it is but for what it is it was the marquee thing of an EA event eh I know people <laughs> big up skate but that was
4: two blokes talking about an an imaginary game at this stage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what I'd say about the event, my overall impressions on the, the event, um, I thought as far as an EA, cause the EA are infamously bad at these kind of things. Yes. They either like say so much without saying anything or, you know, last year they tried the approach of giving every game. It's kind of focus for an hour. I thought that was way too much. Um, but I like this. I like the way it was it was built out. I just don't think there was a lot in it. Um, so I, I suppose they covered what they wanted to cover, and you know there there were some cool little indie games which we'll discuss in a moment. Um, so I I credit EA for kind of the pacing of the show and and the the way it was done. But I, it just seemed like they didn't have a hell of a lot to talk about. It seemed like there's a lot that they're close to being able to talk about, but not quite there. So it just seemed to come as a weird time for them. I, I know they do it annually, but I just question maybe did they need to have a showcase? Could they have just kind of done some... They've done the press release for uh, Star Wars Squadrons already. You know, FIFA and Madden really kind of sell themselves. So... Did they need to 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 have this? I I'm not so sure, but I, I get at least they gave the, the spotlight to those to those indies, and and that's been something that EA have been good at doing in recent years. So for that alone, maybe you could argue that it was worthwhile. I mean, did did uh, to, to to move on to the indie games? Did mm. Did any of them catch your interest? Um, I'm rewatching the It Takes Two thing now.
3: It just kind of looked like um, unravelled on, on on some
4: sort of drug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, not. I, I'd be interested in that. I like Hays Light Studios. I really enjoyed A Way Out. Did Did you play A Way Out? Uh, I I played it. Didn't finish it
3: though. I, I did enjoy it though. that but the fact that I need someone else on to play kind of held me back. There, I would have finished it, but. Uh, yeah, it was a good game. It was a good, it was an interesting game. Um, That's probably where I'd put it. I did enjoy it. I would finish it, but I'd need to convince other people.
4: <laughs> yeah, I played through it with a mate, and is it's a very fun game, um, co-op wise. I'm I'm not sure it would be a great game if you were playing it with an AI partner. Very true. Um, I didn't play. I, I obviously their their first game um, was uh, is it a brother? Or a two brothers. Tale of Two Sons. Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. yeah, I never played. I never played that, but obviously, it, my it's mate a game played it. Around. He said it was really good, if I remember correctly. Pretty yeah, pretty it's supposed it to be quite good. But that seems to be the studios' the co-op games. That's that's the thing they yeah. really like co-op games, and um, obviously, the the next one um, it takes two is also a co-op game, um, and I like the way he kind of was talking about like the 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 head of that studio, um, he's he's an interesting character, you know. We always remember when he fucked yeah. the Oscars on, yeah. on, on stage. I, I wish they kind of focused the game rather than
3: him, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> Which, uh, is a bit well, rude, but fair enough. He
4: was talking about the kind of the, the narrative ties into the mechanics, and I always think that's an interesting approach in game design. So. I'll, I'll be like, but also, I mean, we didn't see much of this game, mm. so I'll be interested to see what it is, kind of as as we get closer and and we we likely see more of it. Um, but despite kind of my mm. appreciation for a way out. The, the one of the, the three kind of indie games that were shown off that stood out the most to me was Lost in Random from Zoink Games. I thought or... you were going to say Smash Bros. <laughs> oh, Ro- Rocket Rockets, Arena. Do- Rocket uh, Arena, oh uh, god, Christ. no. Smash Bros. That, that, that made me, uh, no offence, <laughs> you know, I know pe- some people that's that kind of game, but that made me roll my eyes, literally. Right? <laughs> like, not another one of these kind of games. Uh, but no, um, Lost in Random. Dicey. Looks- unreal to me like it re, re, yeah a little dice pet it reminds me of kind of like a um nightmare before christmas corpse bride try style of art i love that mm. i love both of those movies that right up Tim my Burton, alley timber and on Smack.
1: yeah <laughs> it looks like
4: t- yeah no term burnt like there's a there was a ps2 um rpg jrpg called Okage that was kind of inspired by kind of Tim Burton type <laughs> of art style. And, and I loved that. That was a great game. Um, and this, this one really caught my eyes. We have no idea when it's coming out. They didn't give any kind of release date. I'd assume it's 2021 at the earliest, but visually this game just looks immense like and i know i've said that a lot today and i think that as i said that but that's that's what these showcases are all about they have so little time to show these games it is going to be the games that are visually striking that that often catch your interest unless it's a game for kind of a series you're, you're familiar with mm-hmm. um and this game possibly above all as far as the art goes was was the game that that caught my interest
3: yeah, I mean, out of the three, what did they call it? original games? Are original games? This was probably the bit one most interesting for me. Like, I'm not a huge fan of um, Tim Burton stuff, but I do enjoy it. Like, I, 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 read, I think I watched Edward Scissorhands for the first time just a few months ago, um, and stuff like that. I do like Tim Burton films, and it, it did obviously give that vibe because it basically is that vibe, and it looked interesting, and I would die for Dicey.
4: 100% <laughs> yeah, he looks adorable he mm-hmm. does um, yeah no this one is definitely one above above possibly one of my picks as far as kind of new game announcements uh, that it, for me because I just because it is so incredibly striking in terms of the visuals um, so I will be 100% tracking this game closely and when mm-hmm. there's more information and we we'll possibly get a release date I'll, i'm mm. sure i'll be talking about it on the show again yeah, um absolutely. did we need to talk about rocket arena you know no is that... <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> moving on then um, apex shit skip yeah big big focus though you know on the note of apex we're not gonna i like apex i enjoyed As the little I, bit but... i played in season one but it's just again there's only so much of these games you can play but mm. You know, we talked about. I think I don't know whether we it was you and I just talked about it, or whether we talked about it on the show about the fact that uh, cross platform was coming for Need for Speed, and yeah. you know that was likely going to pave the way for it to come to other EA titles. And first one we had today, obviously, was Apex Legends. Apex Legends is coming to Switch and Steam, cross platforms coming in the fall. Um, Rogue's uh, Star Wars Squadrons is going to have cross play as well. Um, they didn't mention it for FIFA and Madden, I don't think, when they had a little montage for those two games. But you would assume cross-platforms coming to those games as well.
3: You'd think was literally the perfect game
4: for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, so, how notable is it that you know, kind of one of the biggest publisher, third-party publishers in EA, is bringing cross-platform as, as kind of a, a focus for their, their games moving forward. I mean, is, is this finally the floodgates opening as far as cross-platform goes? Yeah, I think
3: it is. I think what as soon as COD did it, I think that was it. I think it needed to be done. Um, and it has been done. I think EA, the king of the casual gamer, it's probably fair to say, if they're starting to do it, it's probably about time. You'd probably think most EA titles are their main titles is is what we're looking at. FIFA, the other sports games, Battlefield, uh, Battlefront, whenever the hell they make free or whatever. Um, It just just seems like the perfect publisher to do do that sort of thing. Uh, Ubisoft don't have loads of online games, but they're probably the next one to do it. And as soon as PlayStation... I think once we toppled the PlayStation going... Kind of been a tad hesitant to it, I think it was just a nat- It was the natural progression of multiplayer game, and I think wasn't it?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think once uh, kind of Rocket League and Fortnite, I think were kind of the um, yeah. the the precursors there. Once that happened, you know, it, it seemed inevitable that it would eventually start coming to the to the AAA Call of Duties FIFA Battlefield, etc., and and that seems to be the way it's going now. Um, which, and it's, it's only a good thing. I mean, it's, it's always been weird to me that people have to make a choice on what console they want based on, oh, what, what are my friends getting so we can play FIFA together? I mean, should have always been possible to, to to play cross platform and I'm, I'm glad it is now. Um, and that that kind of barrier has, has been knocked down. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of credit on that has to go to Epic with Fortnite because I I think they just had that sway to to make it happen. Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for our short show, Carl, um, I haven't even done a Mass Effect rant yet. Skate means a lot more to you than me.
4: Yeah, yeah, he likes to finish out by often... At some point in your shows, you can be sure you're going to have some far-out projects. And they showed a little kind of montage jumping through their studios. Seemed to be DICE with what appears to be Battlefield 6, which although it wasn't confirmed in the show, we we knew it was unlikely it was going to be. But (laughs) we know it's happening anyway. Um, Likely to be out in 2021. Uh, Bioware, what was clearly the next Dragon Age game. Whoa, that screenshot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, look, look cool. Um, yeah. and then they finished out by, you know, going going over to talk to the to the the two main guys when it comes to to the skate series, and they were talking about a, a new skate game. Now they had nothing to show. They pretty much said it's far out, but they just seemed excited. Said you know it's kind of they've been waiting for the right time to make a new skate game, and they think that's now because clearly everyone else is making skateboard games. <laughs> um, but I'm a big fan of skate. You know, I, I love the Tony Hawk series, and the Tony Hawk series is more kind of tied to my childhood. But like kind of my little teen years, especially my later teen years, you know, skate was a big part of that. You know, myself and a couple of my mates, we would play skate nearly every day. We'd, we'd sit around often, just have a few drinks and play skate. That was kind of our thing. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that we're finally getting a new skate title, and although I'm sure it'll be next fall at the earliest, possibly even sometime in 2022, I'm glad it's, it's coming. And I do wonder if it was some, 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 I know the whole narrative there was oh, we listen to your feedback and that's why we're giving you a game. And mm. I, I suppose they could say similar with star Wars. Squadrons. That maybe that's because people have been wanting a, a new Rogue squadron game for years. Um, so and it's nice that the A listen to people, but there's also a well, skeptical part me. of me that says, did they just shoehorn this game in because they didn't have much to talk about? Well, they obviously
3: I don't know. Did, they obviously didn't listen to me when they were doing this show. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as soon as Tony Hawks came back, it was like, yeah, oh, fuck it let's just go with it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you reckon they've even storyboarded stuff for this game? (laughs) (laughs) I reckon they got the news two hours before like filming this. (laughs) Uh.
4: Yeah, possibly. Um, Yeah. But no, I mean, as you can alluding to that, I think maybe one of the bigger talking points with this, this show was what was not on it, you know, like, Battlefield Six was was notably missing. Um, UFC Four, which we kind of you and I were were texting about when mm. that leaked that that was coming, but you were saying apparently that's going to be unveiled at a UFC event instead.
3: Yeah, uh, I can't I can't remember which event, but they're doing UFC Fight Island, which I'm sure every mortal combat fan has seen. Um, they're doing. Um, they're doing like a Fight Island thing, I think it's this month. Or might be July actually. Uh I think it's getting shown there and the I think Dana White said like uh and Fury might be on it and stuff, which might eventually lead on to people hopefully getting excited about a Fight Night game, which is the only sports game a year could release that would actually excite me now, because the last few UFC games have been shit. Um but yeah, it it's uh, it's coming. Whenever the next UFC pay per view is, even though it's like just on TV over here, but uh, yeah, what the lack of stuff there? I mean, you you were obviously about to mention it before I started rambling, but the fact that there wasn't a Mass Effect remake thing is there and the, the strong rumors—that's the only thing I was looking forward, to. <laughs> and it wasn't <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, it it's just annoying because it seemed like an open goal for a year. Like as soon as they went to the end thing and was like, oh and I think the presenter dude I I can't remember his first name, Miller. Um saying, Oh, there's old Greg, G- Greg Miller, that's the one. There's old game new games, old games. Like, ooh, there it is, and then it's fucking not. It's it's not there. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah. You are a liar. Um it's it was just disappointing because the seemingly teased teased it at that start bit because they would have knew what the rumours were beforehand and saying shit like that it's just, it's just disappointing and hopefully the rumours did have substance because if it comes at some point that's great but if it never happens it, it's just stupid it, it's just because the, ne- the next Mass Effect game is probably at least 6 or 7 years away because Dragon Age is probably 2 years away at the earliest.
4: Yeah, it is. I'd say it's a wild No, I think it's strange that they didn't show it even like a simple teaser or something because, you know, people would have loved it. People are just dying for the, for the confirmation of this. But I read a story a few days before EA Play that, you know, that the game's still very much inbound, but that it was unlikely to be shown at EA Play for whatever reason, you know, whether, you know, they're just not ready to show it or if they just don't think it's the right time or they maybe want to give it its own stage. The, you know, kind of the, the journalist that wrote the story didn't seem quite sure on the reasoning, but nonetheless, they weren't expecting it to be shown off. So I suppose when it wasn't, then I, I wasn't so surprised, but I was still disappointed. I'm right there with you on that. But I do think I'll be very shocked if this game doesn't come out in the next six months, let's say. And, it, you know, if it isn't likely confirmed in the next few weeks, you know, I think we will get this game. It's, it's a shame that it wasn't uh, during EA play, but I think we'll definitely get confirma- confirmation of this game before long.
3: Bloody better, do, because, come on, EA, yeah, you have the games, Oh, you have, hopefully you have the games. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta show some stuff, because that, that event for me was just, it was there for there just they had a spot like all the, the only thing you needed there was squadrons you literally, the leak on Monday was enough to sell squadrons to some people there's nothing else there and everything else was coming in 2021 or didn't have a date on yeah it just, it the only thing they had there was squadrons, there was nothing else like did you really need an event to show off Rocket Arena Smash Bros
0: yeah yeah,
4: come on, come on. no, I I do have that question of of whether an event was necessary or not. I do like that the, the the indie developers got got their little time to shine. Um, that's definitely for me was like the highlight of of the showing. Um, but yeah, I mean it it was notable what was missing from this. Certainly, it did stand stand out to me. You know, kind of the the absence of. Uh, less so UFC and, and Battlefield, but, but especially Mass Effect. I think that could have been because, as I said, I liked the approach they took to this. You know, I, I think they, they it didn't this presentation didn't overstay its welcome. It was a good length. It was I, I kind of liked how they approached each game, um, but I'm just not sure there was enough here in terms of announcements, and and I think something like even a teaser, simple teaser for a Mass Effect trilogy Mm. could have made all the difference.
3: Oh, it would have went from shit to, oh my God, please, a year, help me. It's just, just, uh, it was like literally a logo, as you say. It was literally a logo away and a year. If it said 2021, a year, what, 20, Christ, if it said 2025, I'd be patient enough. It's just, uh, open goal, man. Oh, fucking goal. I sat through that for an hour, and a fucking skate at the end pissed me off.
4: I've never played that game. Fuck it. <laughs> um, it's hurt me now. At least you had Crash Bandicoot the next yeah, day. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that, that lead kind of saved yes. you from your
3: disappointment. Uh, and Monday, it'll fucking tease me, and be end up in Spyro, some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I like Spyro. I- but, yeah.
4: I I I think it's pretty safe, better you'll you'll get your you'll get your Crash Bandic reveal on Monday. Um but yeah that, that kinda of finishes out EA play and therefore mm. finishes out these presentations as a whole. We still have more showcases to come yeah. this summer, you know. We have the the Xbox and the Ubisoft ones next month, so gotta find July where Warner of- Brothers is fitting in. <laughs> yeah that's that's a big question they mm. still haven't played their cards yet I, I, there was confirmation that harry potter is still due but that i think jason schreier uh confirmed it but at the same time as he said it's it's now suddenly it's a difficult time to be announcing a harry True. potter project considering jk rowland yeah. but we won't go into that we're yeah, not that yeah. type of type of show especially when we've already um, got two hours <laughs> yeah um but i i'm Curious. Before we finish out, you've been playing Hitman. You know, you said you yeah. were going to download them after the last show. You've been playing them. Kind of, what's your take on the the Hitman games? Yeah,
3: I'm really enjoying them. And this is someone who's normally a ham-fisted idiot who can't do stealth games. It it it's it seems like the middle ground between. I haven't gone on the hardest difficulty yet, but it seems to be the the nice middle ground of someone who's a bit of an idiot like me when it comes to them games. And a pro gamer, and then or someone who's really good at stealth games, that there's so many situations you can assassinate people in. Like, I played like the first mission on two, and then just went, fuck it, I'll just get the first one. So, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, and it has replayability. I've done a, a few missions a good few times, trying to, trying to get the different um, death sequences and stuff like that. It's just. Um, it's made me more intrigued for free to be honest. I don't think Free will be like a, a day one thing for me, but as soon as I see it on sale and hitman games are always on sale when it comes on to black friday or summer sale or something like that. So as soon as that pops up on sale I reckon it'll be something I'd pick up maybe in
4: the 20 to 30 quid region I reckon. But um certainly good good praise there. Yeah. Uh, I mean and I, I, I what I'm really curious about is have you killed Sean Bean yet?
3: Not That's
4: that one far. of the levels, isn't it? I, I'm not up to him
3: yet, not quite. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I got distracted by Destiny too, but I'm. Up, I I did the F1 one or American F1, whatever the hell they call it. I did that one. NASCAR. Yeah, no, I think Indy 500 or whatever the hell they call it. I think it's oh. I did that one, and I ended up doing it in like the most boring way possible, <laughs> which was disappointing. So I might have to redo that one again, and have like blowing up pyro and shit like that. But. Uh, no, I, fi- I finished Hitman 1, uh, and I did a couple of missions in Hitman 2, and I-, I think that's where Sean Reed comes into it. Um, nice. So yeah, I mean, obviously Hitman's one thing, but you've, you've been playing some sort of game as well.
4: Yeah, just a little title called something. The Last of Us Part 2. Now, to be honest, I'm not that far in. I've only played for an hour or so. I, I intended to play this entire weekend, but... You know, you know, friends and family, you know, socializing, that type of thing has suddenly popped up and distracted me. Um, boo them, you know. How dare they distract me from, from such a title. But uh, I have played a bit, and I've spent, like, a lot of the time I have been on the game just, just admiring the visuals. Like, it's insane. Like, you start off on a, you know, no spoilers, but you're, you're on a horse and you're walking along. And I just kept stopping and just turning the camera because it's just, unreal you know the last of us one had that affected me at the tail end of last gen and this game is having the same effect as you'd almost be like who needs a new gen <laughs> but how amazing the game looks um you know there's it's just and it's another thing that that stood out to me so far is tension this game is just full of tension so it made me think it made me not i know you've said before you don't like games that are very kind of a lot of tension in them um there's so much tension in this game you're you're always on on pins and needles as you're walking through waiting for something to to jump out on you or i mean and i love that kind of thing um it's it's just it's an unreal game but i you know i don't want to talk too much because i because i can't because i haven't experienced enough yet um but uh, certainly on the next show i'll have a a hell of a lot more to talk about and we'll get a as soon as i get a finished, we'll get Get someone lined up to to do a a um a review of it with me in the next next mm. few weeks.
3: Yes, I do apologize. I just I can't be asked playing one. <laughs> just <laughs> just can't be asked, uh, one year eventually. Um, but no, yeah, Well, well Carl will do a full show of uh of, of of Last of Us two, and I'm sure it might might join the the upper echelon of our reviews. Um. But that's it. Again, this has been one of our short ones. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every time. Every bloody time. Uh, But again, if you've made it this far, big thank you. If you've not listened to all of it, you don't hear this. But again, thank you. (laughs) Uh, You've at least started it. Um, So yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Carl. Goodbye.